हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन चैप्टर थ्री द स्टोरी ऑफ इंडियन डेमोक्रेसी वी आर ऑल फैमिलियर विद द आइडिया दैट डेमोक्रेसी इज अ गवर्नमेंट ऑफ द पीपल बाय द पीपल एंड फॉर द पीपल डेमोक्रेसी इज फॉल इन टू बेसिक कैटेगरीज डायरेक्ट एंड रिप्रेजेंटेटिव in a direct democracy all citizens without the intermediary of elected or appointed officials can participate in making public decisions such a system is clearly only practical with relatively small numbers of people in a community organization or tribal council for example the local unit of a trade union where numbers can meet in a single room to discuss issues and arrive at decisions by consensus or majority vote modern society with its size and complexity offers few opportunities for direct democracy today the most common form of democracy whether for a town of 50000 or nations of 1 billion is representative democracy in which citizens elect officials to make political decisions formulate laws and administer programs for the public good ours is a representative democracy every citizen has the important right to vote her or his representative people elect their representatives to all levels for panchayats municipal boards state assemblies and parliament there has increasingly been a feeling that democracy ought to involve people more regularly and should not just mean casting a vote every 5 years both the concepts of participatory democracy and decentralized governance has thus become popular participatory democracy and decentralized governance have thus become popular and is a system of democracy in which the members of a group or community participate collectively in the taking of major decisions this chapter will discuss the panchayati raj system as an example of a major initiative towards decentralized and grassroots democracy both the procedures as well as the values that form Indian democracy have developed over the long years of India's anti-colonial struggle. In the last 60 years since independence, the success of Indian democracy has been seen as a remarkable feat for a country with such great diversity as well as inequality. This chapter cannot possibly provide a comprehensive account of its rich and complex past and present. 
In this chapter, we therefore try and provide only a synoptic view of democracy in India. We first look at the Indian constitution, the bedrock of Indian democracy. We focus on its key values, briefly look at the making of the constitution, drawing upon some snippets of the debates representing different views. Second, we look at the grassroots level of functioning democracy, namely the Panchayati Raj system. In both expeditions, we will notice that there are different groups of people representing competing interests and often are also different political parties. This is an essential part of any functioning democracy. The third part of this chapter seeks to discuss how competing interests function, what the terms interest groups and political parties mean and what their role is in a democratic system such as ours. Now let us move to the next point, the Indian constitution and topic is the core values of Indian democracy. Like so many other features of modern India, we need to begin the story about the modern Indian democracy from the colonial period. You have just read about the many structural and cultural changes that British colonialism brought about deliberately. Some of the changes that came about happened in an unintended fashion. The British did not intend to introduce them. For instance, they sought to introduce Western education to create a Western educated Indian middle class that would help the colonial rulers to continue their rule. A Western educated section of Indians did emerge, but instead of aiding British rule, they used Western liberal ideas of democracy, social justice and nationalism to challenge colonial rule. This should not, however, suggest that the democratic values and democratic institutions are purely Western. Our ancient epics, our diverse folk tales from one corner of the country to another are full of dialogues, discussions and contrasting positions. Think of any folktale, readers, folk song or any story from any epic that reveals different viewpoints. We just draw from one example from the epic Mahabharata. However, as we saw in chapter 1 and 2, social change in modern India is not just about Indian or Western ideas. It is a combination as well as reinterpretation of Western and Indian ideas. We saw that in the case of the social reformers, we saw the use of both modern ideas of equality 
and traditional ideas of justice. Democracy is no exception. In colonial India, the undemocratic and discriminatory administrative practice of British colonialism contrasted sharply with a vision of freedom which Western theories of democracy espoused and which the Western educated Indians read about. The scale of poverty and intensity of social discrimination within the India also led to deeper questioning of the meaning of democracy. Is democracy just about political freedom or is it also about economic freedom and social justice? Is it also about equal rights to all irrespective of caste, creed, race and gender? And if that is so, how can such equality be realized in an unequal society? Many of these issues were thought of much before India became free. Even as India fought for its independence from British colonialism, a vision of what Indian democracy ought to look like emerged. As far back as in 1928, Motilal Nehru and eight other Congress leaders drafted a constitution for India. In 1931, the resolution at the Karachi session of the Indian National Congress dwelt on how independent India's constitution should look like. The Karachi resolution reflects a vision of democracy that meant not just formal holding of elections, but a substantive reworking of the Indian social structure in order to have a genuine democratic society. The Karachi resolution clearly spells out the vision of democracy that the nationalist movement in India had. It articulates the values that were further given full expression in the Indian constitution. You will notice how the preamble of Indian constitution seeks to ensure not just political justice but also social and economic justice. You will likewise notice that equality is not just about equal political rights but also of status and opportunities. Democracy works at many levels. In this chapter, we begin with the vision of the Indian constitution for this is the bedrock upon which democracy rests in India. Significantly, the constitution emerged from the intense and open discussions within the constituent assembly. Thus, its vision or ideological content as well as the process or procedure by which it was formed was democratic. The next section briefly looks at some of the debates. Now let us wind up the session 
and thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.